G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. Cooper, yeah, you listen to a thousand jumpers. What up, Rob? What up, man? Yo, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this this podcast has the potential to be a little different. One, we're interviewing a new phase of like I guess our interviewees. This isn't just rappers. This isn't singers or actors. We already had that episode. This is something. <laughs> Yeah, this is something different, man. Like we got photographers, former incarcerated felons. We didn't have no felons on the pot. Yo, chill. You know who I'm talking about. I know you're talking about. That's from like chill. <laughs> anyway, my co-host is my bro since tenth grade. Bobby G, up, Rob, man. Black Rob. He got a whole bunch of names, and me, Jarrell, Dapper J, Dap. Allegedly. <laughs> We got some very special <laughs> guests. We got Miss China. Did you finally not say that dumbass phrase? Oh, you can call me that one. Call me as long as you call me, man. Kid Cuddy told me that, so I'm always rock with that. So thank you for. So I'm just gonna have a white guy call you, nigga, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as they call you, right? I got you. I'm looking out for you, bro. And my two, so, uh, and the up. two special guests we have on the podcast today, we have Miss China. My man Sean Cooper, welcome to a thousand jumpers. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. <laughs> edit in a drum roll, bro. I'll, I'll edit a drum roll. Why are you saying things that I have to go back and edit? All right. So for people who don't know, these are, in my opinion, and from what I've been seeing in these streets, these are two of the hardest working photographers emerging in the DMV landscape. When I'm out at events. I see them working and it's just like, yo, I know these guys. And it's like, we're cool. And it's just like, yo, they're taking pictures of all these different people. And you start they, seeing their they pictures act on. act like they know you? Yes, that. What? Yeah, we speak. It's not like, yo, what up, China? Who are you again? Yeah. No, nah, it's, it's not like that. Or Sean. I see Sean out. It's nothing like, dude, like, what, bro? And you'd be like, ah. Nah, like, it's not one of those. You should do that. The y'all should do that. The raw whenever y'all see him, though. <laughs> but um, I guess my, my Dude, first question. You know me. I'm gonna do that to them. <laughs> like, wait, what's going on? My first question is to both of you guys. How did I get started in photography? Whoever wants to answer first, go for it. Um. Okay. So <laughs> my. I guess photography journey is pretty, is kind of long, but it's, I don't know. 
I started wanting to take pictures because I liked taking pictures of myself. <laughs> and I know that sounds like narcissistic, but I remember like being in like 10th grade and I had like a little Kodak point and shoot. And I would be like, oh, I think. Oh. Not the Kodak, though. <laughs> yes, the Kodak. <laughs> Before a you know arrogant you gotta be like, to take a pic with a Kodak and be like, this look pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I had um, I just liked the angles that I used to take and I used to be like I, I remember telling my mom like I could be a photographer if I could take pictures of myself <laughs> but um, I ain't got no other skills for nobody else but shit, if you see these pics <laughs> but I do remember saying that and then 11th and 12th grade I took two um, film photography classes in high school um, and I really enjoyed, like, developing in the dark room and all that different kind of stuff. Then we got to college, and I was inspired by this um, art exhibit where this girl only took pictures on her phone. But, like, they were really good pictures. And I was like, I could really I do that. iPhone 7. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was before all <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say this was before the iPhone Android 7. This time. I think I have. Oh, you got the Android. Your pictures yeah. are garbage. Hey, wait, no. wait, wait. Yo. <laughs> All that talent going to waste. Come on, guys. <laughs> what are we doing here? They was, I think Nurture they... the youth. <laughs> Somebody need to subsidize your cell phone, okay? <laughs> this was before iPhone was even in my head. But I would, like, <laughs> take pictures. Um, and I, just, I, I remember people telling me, like, yo, I like this. How'd you? Where'd you take this? And I was like, oh, I took this on my phone. And they were like, oh, you have an eye for photography, all that different kind of stuff. So I just played on that. And then I bought my first camera. Well, the same camera I have now. But I bought it um, <laughs> my junior, after my junior year of college. So mm. I've been shooting with a digital camera for like three years. But I feel like I took it more seriously in the past like year and a half. So, yeah. When you said dark room, I'm like, dang, you got to be 45. <laughs> no like it's so fun it's so fun like film photography is something i want to get back into because i just it's just cool <laughs> so sean you can explain to people how did your journey first begin so uh i first started out like in middle school and i Ooh, started he got you beat <laughs> <laughs> nah, i don't say all I started in middle school. This is like probably 2009. And I would get on Tumblr a lot and I had a lot of downtime and I didn't have like a lot of friends. So whenever I would get on Tumblr, I would be like, man, these are some nice ass photos. But I used to blog before I took pictures. Mm. I used to blog, I used to draw, I used to do like a lot of different things before I took pictures. And so I would see a lot of photos on Tumblr. I'm like, damn, I need to like, I need to do this one day. Like I would see pictures of Kanye. Like I would see basically hip hop pictures and Hip-hop is something that I, I was influenced by, like, as I was growing up. Like, I've been listening to hip-hop my whole life. Like, I was listening to Jesus Walks when it first came out. Like, late registration. I listened to all fire. of Fire. Huh? I said fire. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's my favorite rapper. Oh, okay. My first of all, you said tired, and I was about to be like, what? Exactly. No, no Kanye disrespect. That's disrespectful. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, really, it, it, it just... It's just something that, that filled the void during, like, the summer and, like, during the school year when I didn't have a lot of friends. And 
it's like in middle school, it didn't really like pick up as much, but I have like a set of close friends that knew me, like that know me personally till still mm-hmm. to this day. And they know that like, you know, we would, we would take pictures a lot during the summer and during the school year, like, uh, just like just, just us chilling or like doing, which I call like kickbacks. Now we would just be <laughs> like probably watching Netflix or I just be taking like random pictures. Like I started out with like a little point issue DSLR taking pictures of like shoes and putting them on, uh, and putting them on Tumblr and trying to get notes. And it's like, uh, I was taking pictures of my friends as well. And like, I dipped over into film one summer and it was, a it was a setting that I was working with and all my fault, like all my, all my strips would come back as negative, like either overexposed or underexposed because I was shooting on manual and I didn't know I was. And so I said, you know what? I'm gonna have to just get me a save up and give me a DSLR. And so I bought my first DSLR from my barber at the time. His name was Jay. And uh, I was like, damn, like, because he, he was a photographer as well. And I used to see a lot of his photos on Facebook. I'm mm. like, damn, I got to be like him one day. And so he's like, yeah, I mean, I'll sell you my old camera for $400. It retails for like six. Ooh. Yeah, man, back then that was a lot, man. That's and nice. I, that's still a lot. <laughs> I'm about to say, that's a lot right now. What are you talking about? You think that's a lot? For a camera? Oh, $400? For oh, I just mean period. Camera. I'm talking about period. $400 is $400. Man, $400 ain't even a lot, period, no more, man. You know what the cost of living is? Yeah, man. Right. Shout out on a new tax bracket. <laughs> huh? I said, you on a new tax bracket. You can loan me $400 if it's not that right? much. Right? We good. <laughs> you know, oh, sponsor, sponsor this podcast. We got love. You know what I'm saying? Right. It'll be Sean oh. Cooper presents a thousand jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish, man. One day, though. One day, I'm going to come back, man. I'm going to give back. <laughs> I got y'all, though. Somewhere down the line when I get famous off of this and like, I get rich off of this. Yeah, hey, facts. Yeah. Just, like, Just uh, Photoshop me in the picture with Jay-Z. We good. Got you. <laughs> got you, all right? I'm a, bro. You could be interviewing Jay-Z one day. You don't know. Exactly. That's a fact. <laughs> See? The OG. That's like the OG. We, we want to build a contingency plan just in case that doesn't pan out. <laughs> <laughs> touching my bases right now. I'm touching my bases. <laughs> Man, first, you were in middle school in 09? Right, yeah. that's what I think. I feel too. old as hell when you say I know. That. I met yeah, Rob in 09 and 10th school. grade, so that's, that's saying something. Steven, I went to Steven Decatur and Clinton. Like, oh, basically, nah. This is the hometown. Yeah, Clinton. Oh, uh, Stephen and I actually knew a girl from there. But, yeah, but, man. It's like nothing, bro. It's really nothing to do out here. Like, bro, it would be nothing facts. to do out here at all. Like, all we, all me and my friends, like, I had, like, uh, a friend named Kendrick, William, Kayla, Marcel. It's like, bro, all we would do is walk to 7 Eleven back and forth all day and, like, <laughs> and, like my friend Frank's like, backyard, and we would just be dying. But we would. Yeah. Right, do that house, like just to not do nothing. That, shit, that sounds like my middle school years when I went to Kenmore. I just walked to Wendy's back to school, <laughs> played ball. I think everybody did a lot of walking in middle school, <laughs> right? It might be a fast. That's a DMV stable for real, for real. For real, some calves up, yo. God damn. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's it. So like. When did y'all realize like this was bigger than just like a hobby? You know, like, I realized... it's always that. Go ahead. Uh, it's always that moment, you know, like when, I, like I said, I played ball, so it's like you play ball in the neighborhood, right? 
And then at some point you're like, all right, I'm going to play for a team. So it's like, you taking pictures well, with her. She's just taking pictures of herself, chilling. <laughs> like, you, that was least, a long time ago. <laughs> at least you were a great person and took pictures of your friends, too. So, <laughs> you know, sharing your talent. Like, when did you realize, like, all right, I could go, I could go somewhere with this. China first. Um, I think I real I started realizing it maybe like I say maybe around this time last year. Um, I had just shot Broccoli City, uh, 2016, about two months before, and I was like, wow, these pictures really turned out like amazing, and people really liked them, and it was something that I hadn't really experience like I always had people say you know you got the eye and all that different kind of stuff but I also realized that with the practice and everything comes me needing better equipment Mm. and it's like if I'm about to sell out you know hundreds and up to thousands of dollars for lenses and cameras it's like I'm gonna need to get that return on investment so I figured the whole, you know, people like my work. People want to shoot with me. So I'm like, I can't be just doing shoots for free no more. <laughs> Overcharging niggas. What they did to the cold crush. Let's go. I like it. Like, I, I felt, I know, like, this is the phrase now. But, like, that whole, the price went up. Like, that that became a thing. And it's still, like, it's something I'm trying to still, I'm still trying to get with it. I'm still trying to, like figure out exactly what I'm what I charge and all that different mm-hmm. kind of stuff but I know that my time and my gas and my camera and my equipment <laughs> are worth money so I'm gonna need to you know mm. charge people for know your know your worth in taxes so so China <laughs> you telling me I can't get the same photo shoot for the same price as last time or nah, you cannot get a $30 photo shoot anymore <laughs> dang man now nah, but for oh, real Jarrell my was my his order <laughs> Jarrell was podcast. my second photo shoot ever in my Gang. first pay photo shoot what yep he texted you I remember your first gay photo shoot yo what? you what <laughs> I said, uh, paid Uh, with money. Okay. I I remember making sure you know, and he was like, equal (laughs) opportunities. He texted me, he was like, How much do you charge? And I was like, What? (laughs) Like, I hadn't, I didn't even have it. This sounds like a, um, (laughs) like a senator and his mistress. Like, yo, how much you charge? Dang it is crazy. See what I deal with, guys? I do, I do. He's oh funny. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> but like I, I had to ask my friends, like, um, what am I supposed to say? Like, I don't I don't know. I don't have an answer. Like, yo, I don't know. Like, I got some good stuff right here. I don't know what the going rate is for. Like <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I just I just basically had to to figure it out myself. I looked at what other people charge and looked at what their uh, I guess quality of work came with and I just remember I had a, a photography friend actually one of the, the guy I bought my camera from I asked him like you know what do you charge and how much he was like he, he said this question that I'll never forget he was like how much are you worth how much is your time and your uh mm. how much are your photos worth and I was like huh I gotta think about that <laughs> priceless guy 
Yep. So yeah, that's that's kind of when I realized yes. it. Like around last year, I was like, "All right, I can do this. I definitely can do this." Okay. Mm. What about you, Sean? Uh, I realized that it was more a hobby. Like when I realized that you know it wasn't it wasn't about me. Like I can actually impact lives through it. Because like, uh, when I first realized mm. that I need to pick up a camera, and I was like, damn, like, this is kind of bigger than me. Like, if I'm not serious about it, I can stop. And I evaluated myself for a couple months. I was like, yeah, I think I'm pretty serious about this. I want to go to the next level with it. And it's like, uh, it's like when you when you, when you you get a client and they, like, really need some photos and you, like, you really need to shoot good or you really like the quality of your photos like that. That smile on their face, it's like, mm. it's like, I don't know, it's, it's like real, uh, I'm almost like, uh, damn, give me a second, give me a second, man. It's like real euphoric kind of for me. It makes it bigger than like the, like, it's like I'll be doing, a, I, used to, I used to do 12-hour shoots for modeling agencies and I wouldn't get a dime for it, but I knew that the shoots had like a cause behind them and it was a meaning for it, mm-hmm. you know, and I was, I kind of like, you know, me putting this work in, it's going to amount to something. Like, it's going to impact somebody in some type of way to do better than what they're doing, you know? Like, it's not it's not for me. It's not about me. Like, the money isn't even for me. Mm. It's, like, it's, really for, it's for the kids. Like, it's the kids and, like, the kids that come in, like... For the kids, bro. Impact somebody. Yeah, it's for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Build for the kids. ODB. <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> so, like... To be able That's to, real. Like, I don't know if it's real though. Like, to be able to have somebody come up to you and start you or have somebody, have somebody come up to you regardless and be like, you know, you don't know this and you don't know me, but like your photos are amazing and they inspire me. And I don't know what they inspire me to do, but they just inspire me. It's like, mm. it almost it almost brings you to tears the first time it happens. And you're just like, damn, like I have the power to do this with me just like pressing the button. And composing a photo like something that seems so easy, it's like it seems so easy, but you do it so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And for you to be able to like give somebody that type of like emotion, it's like it keeps it keeps you going. Like it keeps you going. Like even when you have like those dark dark moments, and like you have like family passings, and for people to tell you that you know what I'm saying we we watch it from a distance and you're doing real good, just keep going. Those are the people mm-hmm. that like you know that's that's what keeps me. Like the money, the money doesn't. The money doesn't matter. Like if the money mattered, I would have stayed in the accounting because I dropped out of college for photography because I was. Mm. I had to drop out because I wasn't enjoying myself, and I was leaving. I was leaving the campus more than I would be there because to do photo shoots for people, and it's what it's mm-hmm. like. I wasn't really making money, but I felt as though I had purpose. Like mm. I don't know. It's it's kind of it's not hard to explain, but it's not as tangible. It's like me saying, like, oh, I started because I started, you know? It's right, right. Way, and it's, way, it's way more than the meaning that, like, people can can comprehend, I think. Like, I don't think anybody's yeah. able to fully ask. I, I will say, I will say, China, your answers was pretty dope. Sean is bodying this interview. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just, just going to put it out there I know I was like damn but, <laughs> she was like man I, I thought my joke was all jiggy I and he just was like, 
it's, nah but i think that's that's that, the beauty yo, in it this is bigger than me that's the beauty in this whole interview because i wanted two different people two different perspectives but all on like a similar journey so you mm-hmm. get a wide variety if i had two of the same people the interview wouldn't be as fluid or it wouldn't be as engaging so that's the most important thing um i guess my next question to both of you guys who i want to answer first what's your ideal like shoot like t- walk us through a routine if you're doing a shoot or if you're doing a festival like what goes through your mind what are you doing what are you preparing are you studying like walk us through that so as far as like uh what's have a process so like you want us to just talk about how we prepare for festivals or how we prepare for like photo shoots or just how we prepare period for like all three let's say all three knock them dead okay, <laughs> okay china first <laughs> He's trying to steal your job. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yo, tell me your whole process, your exact, you know, <laughs> objects and items you use, and I'm gonna see what I can do. <laughs> Stop giving China me monies. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, go wise. ahead. All right. Well, when let's see. I guess I can go with. I guess with a photo shoot is a lot easier than a festival in some aspects because it's a lot shorter. Um, <laughs> but I know with, with different photo shoots I'll have, you know, I, d- I definitely ask the client what they're looking for. I like, I like having taken ideas from other, or not taking their, I no. <laughs> oh, she's, she still in the waves, bro. Like she's still in the waves. Right. And, I and then touching them up. Yeah. You know, that's what I do. I don't really take them. Like, <laughs> no. you know, the cameras were too expensive. I just bought a MacBook and did everybody else's pics. <laughs> no, I like asking my clients kind of what they have in mind. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I okay. like asking, trying to figure out what my clients have in mind, see if they have any ideas. Um, Pinterest definitely helps uh, with posing and different ways to shoot and um, just just using... Sometimes I'll use Pinterest to kind of make a shoot, uh, get gain inspiration from it, but I really end up making it my own, doing something else. Um, like, I remember I had a shoot with my friend um, Alex, and she just looked like she belonged in some sunflowers. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, if you, if you were to see her or were to look, like, down my Instagram, you see it. Like, she has, so like, blonde hair. Is that a hair. thing? What do you like, mean? Like, you know, like, well, like, if I see certain things, you know, just like, maybe like, like, in sports, I'll see a guy and be like, okay, man, that guy looks like he can duck. Like, as a <laughs> photographer, do you be like, yo, you look real good in some sunflowers? Yes, like, that's where you can get an idea from. <laughs> okay. Like, like okay. she she has, like, really big, curly, blonde hair, and she's, like, she looks, she reminds me of, like, a quote-unquote Tumblr girl, but a little bit different. And I just felt like, you know, I, I saw a lot of people in sunflowers. And I was like, where's the sunflower field? So <laughs> we um, traveled all the way up to, like, the border between Maryland and Pennsylvania. And we were driving forever. You but, went to country. Yeah, we, <laughs> we was this out dedication, there. guys. Listen <laughs> up. Dedication. The yeah, China edition. I'm afraid of bees. And <laughs> there were a lot of bees. <laughs> I was really scared. I'm sorry. That's like my biggest fear. And there were so many bees. If I saw bees, I'd have been. Oh, my goodness. Um, Bye-bye. No photo shoot here, guys. (laughs) Exactly. Get up. (laughs) 
But um, yeah, so, so just like kind of, I, I look at the person I'm shooting and I think about different ideas and where I would like them and kind of how I want them to pose and just think of a, I guess, a story behind um, the photo shoot, pretty much. Mm. Um, and then with festivals, festivals are long. So in in regards to like preparing, I, you know, I order, sometimes I'll like rent some lenses just to see, well, I rented lenses this year and um, I definitely like enjoyed the lenses I use and it kind of made me want to buy them, but they're like a thousand plus. So um, I'm going to be renting for a little bit. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but, that um, bag different. Yeah, exactly. Facts. Big but, facts. Um, I know with festivals and artists, I I really I have just been thinking about that today. Um, my love for like concert photography pretty much came from my love of music. Like like Sean said, I've been listening to hip hop forever. I've been listening to just music as a whole. Like that was that's always been like my soulless. That was. Oh, we're definitely gonna thing. get into music, so don't don't speak too much on it. We got music questions too. Oh, okay. Yeah, we definitely gonna get on that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that. But <laughs> that I that like, say, yo, you're messing up the interview, my G. <laughs> <laughs> I will get say back to the topic. I'm tired. <laughs> when I'm preparing, I make sure I, I like to um at least when I'm doing the when I'm shooting at the festival I like to make sure I capture the moments of the artist that's on stage so I gotta make sure I look and and see what they're doing and make it's it's like a it's a jumbled up process because everything happens so fast but you gotta make sure that you know you catch the right shot you got the right um camera settings because mm-hmm. I, I shoot only on manual mostly um so manual you basically have to change the shutter speed the ISO and the aperture at all times, depending on what you're doing. You and hear that, that? Take notes. I'm aware, Rob. <laughs> I, I got a journalism degree, so I know a little bit about camera work. <laughs> Continue, specialist China. <laughs> so yeah, those are the different things I focus on. And another thing I say that I'm starting to focus on a lot more is composition. Um, that's something that you learn in like, you know, technical photography classes about like the rule of thirds and just and not even just the rule of thirds but making sure that you catch what you need to in the shot they always i hear a lot of people say that um if you can make adjustments in camera it'll make your editing life a lot easier and i'm starting to realize that so that's one that's those are the couple things i do to prepare and i get icy hot patches when i'm shooting festivals (laughs) because it's really heavy carrying a backpack around for like 10 hours and uh, you got to get some earplugs too so i said my piece <laughs> mm. trying to steal the whole song interview comes in with the body <laughs> oh no <nah. laughs> the dance are going to be fire i swear put 20 dollars there <laughs> oh my goodness no nah, uh, i like some incense regular- <laughs> chill man let sean speak bro <laughs> Oh goodness! For uh, for regular shoots though, like uh, just like regular street shoots, I try to get places like an hour or two early, mm-hmm. just so I can make sure I like I found parking, just to make sure like if anything happens, like if anything happens on my way here, if I run into like an accident or anything, I'll be on time. And uh, I mean, I bring like, a book with me, whether it be like a comic or like just a, like a novel. Mm. I bring something with me just to like occupy my time instead of just like listening to music or like listening to the radio. 
and uh, like festivals, festivals. Uh, so festivals, I gotta mentally prepare myself because <laughs> as a photographer, carry like probably I carry like thirty to forty-five pounds of like equipment. Exactly. Like festivals. So yeah, it's like you gotta be mentally prepared. Like man, I didn't had days though when I had to like just wake up and shoot a festival. Like last year, I shot break, break the internet festival, and I didn't know about it until like the day before. So oh, man. I just had to make sure everything charged and pray for the best. And it's like really at festivals, you can't really go in there with like a, you can't really go in there with a plan because I don't know. It's like trying to pour milk into a, it's trying to, it's like trying to pour back milk into a container. It's like real hard. Like it's hard to go in there with like a set game plan. Like you just got to mm. make sure that you got a thousand cars, like a thousand business cars. All your mm-hmm. lenses are like clean. Your second body is working. Your first body is working. And that you got the right credentials and that you, like, got all your points of contact. Just just in case, like, you know what I'm saying, just in case things go down. You got to make sure that you know where, like, all the fire exits are. And cool. What kind of festivals y'all be going to? <laughs> Not it gets real. Like, yeah, Mission Impossible. Like, no, for real. That's how it is, though. Like, it's really, mm. it's really like, a 12-hour mission. Like, a lot of these festivals, yep. they want you, like, they want you there, like, nine... 10 a.m. and you're not leaving until like 11. But like for Broccoli City, we got there at like seven because we had to check in with title, and we stayed there for until like 11. But yeah. it doesn't seem like any time because you really enjoy being there. Like mm-hmm. no matter how much weight you carry with your camera equipment, it doesn't really matter how it feels. You just got to make sure that you got extra batteries and that you got like enough cards to pass out to everybody that's there. You gotta make sure that you're not in the way of security. And you gotta watch for security because security, they don't like photographers. Nobody likes photographers, really. We're like the janitors of like the of like the, the multimedia. Yeah. Like the multimedia, we're like the janitors. So nobody. As long as y'all us. don't get kicked off the stage like how Travis Scott does at his shows, then we're good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, man, see, you got that to, could happen. You got <laughs> no, I, I know it can. I just said, as long as I don't want to wish yeah. that on you guys. Like, as long as that doesn't happen. As long as they just kick that off the stage, has, I'm cool. It has to happen though, because you get that fire ass flip though. That's what it has to happen. Yeah. Like, you have that to would be take a dope risk. Yeah, it's like you have to take risk, and it's like if you don't, if you don't take risk, then your shots are going to look like everybody else's shots that are there. Because mm. you got you got probably a good 15, 20 more photographers out there in the media pit, and we're all getting the same shot. It's really a battle of of the ISOs. About how much rain or noises in your picture, how, how fast your shot is, and it's like everybody got the same equipment. When you get to a certain point of photography, like everybody got a twenty four seventy f two eight, everybody got a seventy two hundred f two eight. A lot of them have fish eyes, and it's like, how do I make myself better than the rest? And it's like you got to find a way to take pictures that are not being taken. Like the kids mm. shot, they told me, oh yeah, they told me to chill out. It was like what. You sick? Because I was sick. I was sick during Trilletro. Like, I was sick all the Trilletro. It was like, Heather, she tapped me. and She was like, you know what? Chill out for this set. I want you to enjoy yourself. And I said, you know what? I was saying, you know, I told her I was. But I looked at that stage. I was like, you know what? I didn't come here to enjoy myself. This is mm. how I enjoy myself. I enjoy my pictures. And so when they when he went on, I just I just got to snapping. I just, I just snapped. And it's like. They asked, they asked, like, who, did, did anybody get any photos? And I just so happened to have them. You just got to be that guy or that girl. You got to be that person mm. that, that's, willing to, that's willing to put it all in the line. Like, 
you got to represent like when you're out there for yourself. Cause, like if you if you out here just taking the same shots, then it's not going to register to the people that you're giving them to. Like they're like, okay, <laughs> I got somebody else that got these shots. So what's the point of me using your shots? <laughs> right, right. Then it's just about politicking, man. It's just about mm-hmm. politicking. Everybody has their favorites. And the way how you beat favorites is when you veer away from that that crowd and you make sure that your work is exceptional and it's like ten times better than everybody. Like you can't you can't be out here competing with people. Like you gotta get to the point where you dominate. Like mm. you dominate yourself. Like the difference between second through eighth is that they're competing with each other. First is always competing with first. Like first like how first was going yesterday, like you always got to compete with yourself like a month or two ago or like a week That's ago. Hard. You just got to make sure you're better. Real gems. Man, I would like to say as a novice to the photography game, you know, I have to say, oh, they just click pictures. This has definitely been way more enlightening than like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I admire y'all dedication. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you it was know, just taking pictures, you, man. Let me tell you, though, it is kind of just taking pictures though like it's simple it's simple like it's simple and it's complex like yeah you just gotta walk in the because if you walk in there like oh my god i gotta do a thousand things mm-hmm. then you're not gonna be able to get 10 of them done you know you gotta Man. walk in there you like look i just gotta get this job done like it's hard to do two things at once you know if you try to do two things at once like you know there's like an old african proverb if you try to chase mm-hmm. two rabbits at once you're gonna lose both of them Mm. That is like you got to go in there and do what you got to do. I respect that. That's real rap. I respect that. Now you know. Wait, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, since China already brought it up, you know, messed up the whole sequence of the interview. <laughs> it's, it's like nah. Let's talk about some. Like, you know, what music sp- inspires you to get up and do and be your best. <laughs> now wait, now wait, wait, wait. No. Now before they get into it, there's a couple of backstories I got with each individual on the podcast. Like, you know, Ooh. with, with Sean, <laughs> Sean taking photos of Kid Cudi, and I, I know Sean, and he's a huge Kid Cudi fan. So like, Cudi yeah. using the photo, <laughs> it was one of them things. Like, bro, like he really did it. And then it's like my favorite rapper, like bigging me up. Now. I don't know if China China doesn't remember meeting me, but Rob was also with me. Oh, you really? had your moment. So <laughs> like wow. it's just a real small world. So who who wanna go first? Like I'm out here. Who who wanna go first? Sean can go first. <laughs> I feel like I always go first. She's like, I mean, I'm trying to buy this answer. Look. Biggest, my biggest, uh, my biggest musical like inspirations right now. Well, actually, for my whole life, like I've been listening to Eminem and Kanye my whole life. Like, like mm-hmm. right now, I've been like listening to like a lot of like uh, Neptune's clips. Doom, like just, doom, just, doom. just that whole era. That whole that whole era is like legendary, bro. Like, like bro, like clips. ooh shit, I like your ass on fire, like bro. That ODB sample. <laughs> what you know about that, bro? It's, it's wild. <laughs> like it's amazing. Like it's just amazing. It's like I love Nuji Bees as well because of the Samurai, Samurai Shampoo like opening. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, that that song. Time New job, Ed. Rest in peace. 
Yeah, man. Definitely, man. Rest in peace, bro. He's one of the greats. And it's like, I love, like, uh, Pro Era, Rest in Peace, Capital Steez. Steez. It's like, I listen to uh, Yeah, bro. Honestly, I feel as though that if he would have stayed here for, like, the next 10 or 15 years, he would have been able to go down as, like, one of the goats, bro. Like, and, like, his wordplay is, like, so on point that it's just crazy, bro. He, he had the, he had love, the gym, man. He had the gym. Yeah, man. That that shit was crazy, though. When it happened, man, when it happened, I felt it. I was like, damn, son. Enough one. I was like, damn, son. That's, that's so wild. Because I felt as though he could have been so much more. And it's like, uh, I found myself listening to a lot of DMX, a lot of DMX as well. Like, DMX, like, Yeah, bro, they, bro. They give you, bro. They really give you that energy, bro. Like, See, I like this good music repertoire right here. Good musical power. <laughs> It's crazy, bro. Death just like, likes to play bro. Boy Cardi. What? <laughs> <laughs> one, Magnolia's one of the hottest records, period. Magnolia's dope, though. I just... <laughs> yeah, Magnolia is dope. That was the first name that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you like a... You can hear You trying to be Joe Budden, huh? <laughs> Rob, Rob is Joe Budden. And I'm like... Joe before Joe was Joe. <laughs> I guess I'm the. I don't know. I'm the real like struggle. Saying that, I'm pretty sure he's gonna yell at you. <laughs> like, he yells at everybody. That's just a sign of love. <laughs> so, Chani, you gotta you tell us. Like, I, I, I know, I'm, but I, I want the know. people to know. Eminem, Eminem, bro. Eminem played like a big role in my life. It was like. The whole Slim Shady LP is just wild. Like he still he says some of the wildest shit on it, and I love it. <laughs> and it's like he has one of my favorite verses, like that verse on Criminal after he robbed the bank and he shot the mm-hmm. woman. It's like I don't want to say the, I don't want to say the verse because like the verse is like real explicit, and I don't know if you're listening, but let's let's not get banned off iTunes. <laughs> we already yeah, out was- happened once. We don't need another take. <laughs> right. <laughs> that verse is OC and uh, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi is. Kid Cudi, Kanye West, bro. I can all mm. on it. Oh, Hear that good music, that good music. Yeah, everybody in good music except Tiger. <laughs> Yo, old Tiger was solid though, man. but that's let's not. He still speak. in there? He's still in good music. I don't even Is he know. Still anymore. rapping? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for real. Yeah. You see how that got quiet when you talk about Tiger's career? <laughs> Young is downplay like, Tiger like he was always trash he was like, and he wasn't. Man, I love this and this. And he's like, and then Tiger, everybody. Like, nah, but see, I like old like Tiger. Legend. New Tiger is just blah to me. And even Kanye couldn't save him. I don't even know what New Tiger is. <laughs> I mean, yo, pass me the hookah was cool, but that's as good as it got. <laughs> but is that new? That's like three, four years old. That's the, the last thing he dropped. My Tiger was, um, what is it? Put the lime in the coconut. That was the first one. <laughs> And I remember was that coconut juice or something. Coconut yeah. lime, hey. coconut something. Yeah, yeah, it's coconut juice. The only reason I listened to him was because he was Travis from Gym Class Heroes. Yep. Cousin. yep. And I love Gym Class Heroes. And what people don't realize, he was the first artist to have an album out on Young Money before everybody. It was Tiger. Wow. But no one, no one cared about that. I care because I <laughs> love like, Young Money, but that, still, that like, <laughs> was just like no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I rock with old Tiger. Like Tiger got joints, but we not gonna no, go in that. Oh, no, yeah, Tiger had Tiger's. hits, but he, Tiger had hits. He ain't nothing now though, but he had bangers. 
He messed right, up. All right, chat. <laughs> he messed up. <laughs> <laughs> we about to turn this into an uh, intervention on Tiger, right? <laughs> All right, what would you like me to say, Jarrell? I mean, I know you, so you, you got to go ahead and tell the world. Like, <laughs> Well, if nobody knows, J. Cole is my favorite rapper of like, what was that? Excuse me? We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Oh, I just went to sleep as soon as you said that. <laughs> We're not doing this. Y'all going to stop going J. Cole, on my band. Jay Z and Eminem. Jay Z and Eminem are my top, but like of like the people that I literally like grew up on mm-hmm. is is J Cole. The people that impacted me in like high school and college, like that's J Cole. So <laughs> what Jerome <laughs> wants me to say is that I rapped on stage with J Cole. Um, oh, that's fire. That's tight. <laughs> yeah. So drop that gym in there. <laughs> It's one of I the greatest days of our lives. Boss, but I don't know if anybody knows that's, that. That's not really. That's, that's not. No, chill out. You can't say J. Cole and then Boz. Yo, Boz is fire, bro. But he's not fire after you say Cole, though. <laughs> Basically, she's saying she okay. rapped Dreamville. Can I say like, I rapped on stage with two members of Dreamville? Is that, is that okay. cool? It'd be like saying I rapped on stage with Jay Z, and then your next line was like, and I rapped on stage with Bleak, too. <laughs> It's like I mess with bleak, but can't start with Jay and then go to bleak. I get you. Well, yeah. So this is the story. That's way different. Yeah, that's different. Me and my roommate Nikki, we were both like, we love Jay. Shout out Nikki. How we bonded. Yeah, shout out Nikki. Hey, she draws on Instagram. Oh, she's the artist with the dope paint. The dope paint. Oh. Yes. Here. Why is this world so small right now, man? <laughs> I'm getting claustrophobic on this interview right now. What? <laughs> but um, basically, there's a story from back in the day. Uh, J. Cole wanted to produce for Jay-Z. So he, I believe it was somebody's Sweet 16 party that Ellie Jay-Z Reed's was at. Son, and Aaron. J. Cole decided, yeah, Ellie yes. Reed's son. And um, J. Cole decided to come there and make a shirt that said, produce for Jay-Z or die trying. And I remember hearing that because, like, I seen like all his interviews back in the day. <laughs> so I remember telling Nikki it was when a uh, Born Center had just come out, and I was like, "Fire!" It was when he had his um, Dollar and a Dream tour, so it cost a dollar yeah. to get in, and all that different kind of stuff. But I won tickets, so I got to go to the front um, before the whole line wrapped around the corner and all that. Um, mm, but I was, I part. told her, I was like, "I'm gonna make a shirt that says Rap Back to the Topic with J. Cole or Die Trying because the Back to the Topic freestyle, which is on um, Friday Night Lights, is like one of my favorite freestyles just because I feel like he just killed the whole thing. And <laughs> I just I, I really appreciated his whole delivery in the whole song. But I so I went to AC Moore, got like the little peel on iron and stuff. Um, <laughs> and I made two shirts. I made a black one, which I still have, and I made a yellow one. So during like the halfway point in the concert, Cole was like, "All right, I'm gonna take requests. Does anybody wanna come up here or whatever?" And I had seen videos of people rapping with him. I remember it was this one dude in Atlanta. I can't remember what he was rapping, but he didn't know the words. And I'm like, "Why are you gonna go on stage and I know the words?" <laughs> I just remember being really mad at that. She was seeing that video hating, like, "Yo, this dude here, he picked him." <laughs> 
that's how I felt. I was like, what? You didn't even say no. Like, he wasn't even rapping. So, I, I, like, I was practicing on, like, in my mom, because I was working for my mom's job, and I was, like, practicing at lunch. I was like, I feel like I know I'm going to know all the words. Of the Are song. there videos of you practicing, though? That's what we need. <laughs> Who's got the footage? Send there it to the no email. <laughs> Allegedly. But, um, so he when he called up when he started asking people for requests i was like all right this is my time so i had the the shirt in my purse and i was like right in front of him and i held the shirt up and it said what it said he was like you want to come up here and i was like oh yeah she had the shirt in a purse like contraband <laughs> she was like pow look at it that's how it felt honestly That's... like oh I, I felt like this is my moment so i took it out and i showed it to him and then the rest is history the video is on youtube i was really excited as y'all can see if you've seen the video because i was jumping up and down like a crazy person but um <laughs> yes that was that was one of that was a great time uh i still have yet to shoot him but that's like one of my goals because like uh I was just, I would feel like everything came full circle because I, um, I was just looking back at pictures before I knew what I was doing when I was just shooting with a, um, with a phone and I have like pictures of J. Cole and they're so ugly, but, um, if I could do that, that would be really dope. Mm. That's lit. Rob and I have our own story of that, that epic concert. We'll probably tell you (laughs) off air though. Cause that's in the whole interview a whole nother way. We'll tell oh you that goodness. later. But just know oh, it was boy. the journey to get there, there was, a few was something in that one night. Truly incredible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back back to the interview. It's funny because Rob has said back to the topic in this interview, See? and I was I actually like, forgot it. Hose money. I'm like, <laughs> she gave you bars. That you gonna respond? I mean, it's all for the podcast, so it's all good with me. <laughs> Man, the rate is gonna L's go up. Again, you supposed to quote Drake lyrics or something. <laughs> I don't need to quote Drake lyrics. <laughs> you out here losing, bro. Nah. False so, prophet. That's a false prophet, man. <laughs> my my question to you guys <laughs> would be what has been your coolest photography moment so far? And why? <sighs> I gotta think about that one for a second. My coolest photography moment. I guess I would say I have a couple, but they're well, they're not related. But I have a couple that are just kind of I don't know. I know one with a uh, Broccoli City 2016. Janae Aiko was one of the headliners, and. I think, what was it? I think it was December 2014. I was like at the Fillmore and I was at her show. I don't even think I was like using my camera like that. I was all the way in the back, but I took a picture of her and I really felt like I kind of like captured her essence there. But the picture was on a iPhone 5 or iPhone 4 or something. It was really grainy and it was messy, but I, I felt like I captured the essence of her, which is what I wanted to do. And then kind of just to see that turnaround, April 2015, where I actually took a picture of her and really felt like I caught her essence. That was that was something that just when I just think about the way that things, I guess, come full circle, kind of like I said before, um, shooting 
randomly finding Boss at Afropunk last year, um, taking mm. his picture, and then having him DM me and say, hey, <laughs> yeah, okay, that might be one of the coolest <laughs> ones, because I never had no famous person DM me like that. But he, I took his, I, I took his picture, and I was like, my Instagram is made in China. My name is China. I'm going to uh, show this picture on there, and I'm going to mention you and all that different kind of stuff. I was like, be on the lookout for me, because I'm trying to work with y'all. I did tell him that. And um, mm. just to, to, to have posted it on Instagram and then have him DM me, I remember just being like, is this real? Like, I, I couldn't believe it. Because I know people don't listen to Boss like that, but I've been listening to Boss since, like, uh, Quarter, Quarter Water Raised Me Volume 2, which was, like, his second mixtape. And he's just fired to me. So just seeing him and have him give me his email and DM me and say that he liked my picture, that just felt really cool. And then the third one is the Solange picture that I took at Broccoli City this year. Fire. <laughs> I felt like that got a lot of um, really good reception, especially because Solange <laughs> put the screenshot of that picture in her story. Um, it's, it's a lot of things that are just kind of in the fact that I got featured in like magazines, like on CNN online and on Vibe and all that stuff. It's just, it's just, it's, and it, I don't even do it. I'm not even saying it to like toot my horn or anything. It's just kind of awe inspiring to think that like me, this just girl from Charles County that's just been chilling <laughs> that realized that she like love photography is is actually doing something that doing something that she loves, following her passion and, you know, just continuing to work at it is just something that whenever these things keep coming full circle to me is just something that is really unbelievable. And I still can't believe that I've done some of the stuff that I've done. Um mm. So I really think that's those are like some of the coolest things. That's dope. Yo, is Sean still there? Because I know Sean was having a little difficulty. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Swag. All right, cool. What are some of your? Let's go. <laughs> what are some of your coolest <laughs> photography moments so far? Uh, I would say. Uh, hmm. Okay, so. Like, when I shot my first Broccoli City Festival, I was just like, wow, like, this is crazy. Like, this is the first, this is the first time I ever really, like, shot a festival. Like, before then, I shot Wale, and I shot Young Thug at uh, my school's homecoming. But, like, I, had, had, uh, I think I had emailed him, and I didn't hear back from him, and I posted a post on Instagram. I was like, you know, if y'all really support me, can y'all please add Broccoli City on this post to let them know that I really want to shoot it? And... It's like they got back to me like probably like a month, like not a month, probably like a week or two later. And they said they were interested in me coming to shoot it. And I said like, wow, like it was like unreal, bro. Like that's like the first time I shot like all like a lot of celebrities. Like it was it was crazy. Like shooting Janae Echo and shooting Future. Like it was just it was it was real surreal. Like being in that type of environment yeah. with like all those people and like just being there with like 14,000 people was just like surreal. Yeah, it was blown. Mm. Like I left to go I had I left to leave out of the park for some reason and I tried to make my way back up front for Janae Aiko. And it took me thirty minutes to get back <laughs> up there before Yeah. Luckily, luckily I got up there and they was just like, Oh you media, we got a little side door you can go through. Cause it took me a while to get right there and the luckily the uh the concert didn't start yet. 
And like another another one, another one is when when I shot Kanye after I shot Kid Cudi. Like, bro, that whole month, like that whole, whole month of Trilletro and after not that whole month after Trilletro, like probably like that last, like that whole two week span after Trilletro, including Trilletro, was like amazing because like I shot Kid Cudi for one, and for two, I was just like, you know what? I need to find a way, like, to shoot Kanye, and I actually found a way. Like, I got up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning the day after to find, like, to look for contacts mm. to, to get to Kanye. And I ended up, I ended up coming in contact with his PR, Tracy, Tracy McGuigan. And it's like, I had to go through a whole bunch of, like, uh, alley-oops with, with that as well. And it's like, for me to actually get to the venue and actually shoot Kanye's concert... Like I wasn't even supposed to get it. I had to call his uh, his PR off of an email. Like I had to call her because her, her her phone was in like the email like attachment like mm-hmm. as a contact. So I called her and she was like, "I didn't I didn't verify you, but Gabe had did that. Like Gabe was like the I think he's like the head media person at like um but at uh at Def Jam, and he asked for me to get a pass, but I guess she didn't get the email or what have you, or like the communication was just bad. But, wait, wait. You mean the same Gabe from Thirty Hours, bro? Yeah, bro. Gabe, Gabe Tessarori. That's Ooh. crazy. <laughs> I just, I like, I like how he just like calmly name drops these people. Like everybody knows these guys, <laughs> and like, you know, us normal folk just, you know, nah, pre- nah, bro. We read to these contacts. Nah, man. Talk that talk, man. Talk that talk. Hey, man, you gotta right. toot that horn sometimes, man. No, nah, I'm, I'm not trying to toot no horn, man, but, but it was just a journey. Like, I just really appreciated the journey, and it was, like, it was real surreal, like, having to go through all that and actually getting through it. Because I know a lot of people that try their best, and it's, like, they don't. They, they're not able to go all the way through with it because, like, they give up after a certain point. And, like, man, and, and it's, like, when I shot Kanye, he came in through the back because he was, like, he was, like, 45 minutes late, and they turned off the lights. Him, Pusha T, and Mike Dean came in through the back. And he was walking from like the photographers, and like he looked at us, and like, he nodded at us. And I was like, "Wow, Kanye just nodded at me. That was crazy, it was <laughs> bro." It's like they kicked me out after the first two songs. And I had to like, make my way into like I had to make my way. I was like, you know what? I think I want to buy some merch. So I had to buy some merch to cover up all my camera equipment because I was going into like one of the aisles, and it's like I set up my uh, at the time I had my two hundred four hundred. I set up my two hundred to four hundred. And it's like the security was like pointing at me in the aisle. I did, I see what. Um, and the, the the security was pointing at me in the aisle, and it was like he's not supposed to be in here because he wasn't supposed to bring any hammer in there at all. And I say, okay. Mm. And so like I ran, I ran out. Like at this time, the whole the whole venue was smoked out. Like the Rise Center was smoked out. It was like smoked out with fog. So I had to hurry up and run into like I had to duck off into like another like another aisle. They was looking for me, kind of. And I got in there. It was like this old man. He was like, "I was like, you mind if I take some pictures right here, sir? Like, like this is what I'm trying to do for a living. Like, I'm trying my best." And it's like before then, I think that like my family like stopped believing in me because I had just like dropped out of school, and I was just like, "Yeah, I want to do this for a living, and I'm dropping out because of this." And it's like, mm. you think you're gonna take photos for the rest of your life? Like, you think you're gonna be able to enjoy yourself for the rest of life? Man? Like, actually make a living off of it. And I'm just like, yeah, watch me. Like, just let me cook. You know what I'm saying? Just, yes. just watch me cook. Facts. Like, yeah, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? They believe in me now because they see, you know what I'm saying? They see they see the work that's that's out there. But it's like mm-hmm. that whole that whole venue was just like a fiasco, bro. Like, when I first pulled up to the, the, the Verizon Center, 
it's like the security guards is like, who you with? And I'm like, bro, Gabe, bro, Gabe is the one that gave me my okay, bro. This is your boss's boss. Like, why are y'all giving me shit? And <laughs> it's like, I, even after that, they were trying to kick me out. And some two guys, two guys from Live Nation, like two guys from Live Nation, had pulled up, and they was just like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot this, you know, just because I want to shoot it. And so I had to go through all this, bro. I had to, I had to wait. I got there at five o'clock, and the show didn't start till nine. So I had to wait for three hours in the waiting the waiting center. Like for when you first come in, I had to wait right there for for, uh, for three hours for the Live Nation lady to give me my okay for like media. And it's like they didn't even have media passes for it, so it was kind of like under the table. All I had to do, like all basically, all I did was call her, and she was she gave her the okay to let me in, and which I find is crazy because I just I could have just called anybody and they could have gave me the okay. Mm. But that was just like a real crazy experience, like just shooting, shooting Kanye, having to go through all that, and like going on the metro. Cause like this is when the metro first started, like uh, first oh, started the safe track. Yeah, and it's like it was closing at twelve o'clock, and so the concert let out at like eleven thirty, and I was looking for my friends, like my friends William and Kendrick, like my childhood friends or whatever. I was looking for them to link up with them to make sure that like you know we was riding the train together. I caught the last train. We caught the last train and it was just crazy, bro. Like there was so many fucking people. Like I've never <laughs> seen that many people on a train in my life. Even for a hazard. <laughs> like even all the merch sold out. Like they had like a little pop up before then and all of that 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 all of that sold out. And it's like another another crazy experience I had was with uh I mean everybody knows about this but with DMX that was that was real wild. Yo, that was seeing that on Instagram. That was wild, bro. <laughs> you shot DMX, hey, bro. That dude is that dude is something <laughs> else. He's hilarious, bro. Like, <laughs> so me and me and Pat, we pulled up to this, to this event. He was supposed to be like, I guess doing a concert there. And so Pat's like, Oh shit, that's DMX right there. And I said, Oh shit, that is DMX. Let me try to go get a picture of him. And so it was a long. It was kind of like three or four people in front of me. But after he was finished hugging this woman, he looked over. He said, "He said, what the fuck is that in your camera? He said, what the fuck is that in your camera? Because my camera is yellow and camo. He's like, well, what the hell is that in your camera? And I, and I reached out. He's like, let me see that. And I was, <laughs> I was like, should I give my camera a DM? <laughs> I said, you know what? Seem I'm like a good idea. Like I said, I'm not gonna say no to a legend. So here you go, here you go, DMX. You can, you can hold it. Take my camera. I was like, here, here, take my camera. Here's like, two grand. He was like, boy, he was like, boy, you just get you really just gave me this camera. Like, you know, if this is back in the day, you wouldn't have got this back. Just 10 years ago, you wouldn't have got this back. Wow. And so I was like, can I take a picture? He was like, yeah, go for it. And then we took a picture together. That shit was nice. crazy, bro. Like, and then another one was when I shot Travis Scott, bro. Travis Scott security booted all the media out for Gru Day. And it's like I had to reserve a spot in the crowd. Like I would reach over and I was like, I know Travis Scott not gonna want no no photographers, because he has a main photographer. I don't know if he had one at the time, but he was just, like, real camera-like. Like, he was, like, real camera anti. And so, I reached over to this girl in the crowd named Monica. I was like, yo, you mind if uh, you mind if I get right here when Travis Scott comes on? Because I know he's going to kick me out. And she was like, yeah, sure. So, I gave him my card. I was like, look, what's your name? You know, and, like, I got a contact. And so, I was like, look, I'm going to give you this card. I'm going to write my signature on the back. You get 20% off of a shoot because you let me in front of you to shoot Travis Scott. And she was like, all right, bet. So she let me get right there, and I got my shots for Travis Scott. And I was able to get them to the people at Blue Day, and they liked them. And what else? 
What else, man? What else? What else? Oh yeah, Black Youngster as well, bro. He's like a completely different person. Like he's like a real person, bro. Like you would think that he's ignorant, but he's not. Like he apologized for making me and Pat wait for an interview. Like he was like 10, 20 minutes late. But he apologized. He dapped us up, bro. He gave me the most solid dap ever in my life. <laughs> like, bro, when we touched hands, bro, that shit popped. Like it was like pop. <laughs> It was wild, yo. At crisp joint. It was wild, man. Can I say one more? Because um, Sean's made me think of Broccoli City again. Um, just I, I thought of this because I for I totally forgot about it because I just I still can't believe that one. I um I had a friend um Toronto who had a blog called um How Was a Concert. I think he still has it. Um, and he just basically went around and reviewed concerts and all that different kind of stuff. And he was looking for a shooter. This was 2014, Broccoli City. And he was like, do you want to shoot? And I'm, I had, like, my 18 to 55. I had the kit lens. I think I had just bought my camera, uh, just started using it and all that different kind of stuff. And I was like, uh, yeah, I wanted, I definitely wanted to do it. But I, I kind of felt like I was unexperienced. But I still was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. Um, because I think, yeah, this was when um, Erica Badu... Was well, she was just the DJ, but like Joey Badass was there, Erica Badu, um, Tink was there. This was when Broccoli City, like, was still like you know getting up uh, in popularity or whatever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. last year, um, I decided to just kind of post, and this was just because I had been rocking with Broccoli City. Like I had been going to the concert since 2013 when Big Crit was there. Hey. Um, right. Dope. <laughs> So I have been I have been going to Broadway City since the beginning. So I just liked the concert and I posted um, some TBTs and I was just like TBT because they had just announced their lineup, the one with Janae Aiko and Future and all that different kind of stuff. And I didn't even I didn't know nothing. I just wanted to post it because I was like, buy your tickets because this is a dope festival. So I posted some TBTs from um, from 2014, no 2015. I'm sorry, I posted TBTs from 2015 and. Somebody um, from the media, Teresa, she hit me up and she was like, well, it was actually, it said Broccoli City. And, it, and she was like, can you email us this? And I'm like, is this a joke? Like, <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, is that really happening? Like, somebody's really under my picture. Like, can you email <laughs> email these pictures to me and I'll credit you? And I was just like, oh, I'm finally getting credit. Like, I thought that's where it was going to stop. But then I was talking to my friends and I was like, oh, I wonder if I should just, you know, extend myself like, hey, I'm here if you need any help with any photography, all that different kind of stuff. And this was my first time ever doing anything like that. So I was just like, I'm going to just, you know, take a shot. I'm going to shoot my shot, basically. And I was like, I'm here if you guys need anything. And she was like, "Okay, great. So upon her basically saying that, I had shot. I helped them with a couple of events. She hit me up and was like, yeah, do you want to shoot this event? Can you shoot this one? And I was like, yeah, I'm down. Because I was like, I didn't know where this was going to lead me, basically. But, you know, connections and networking is basically a huge part of where you go in life, as everybody knows. So it's not about what you know, after, it's who you know. Huh? I said it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. So, you know, just for me helping them out, she was like, oh, I definitely got you with a press pass. And that's how I got to shoot Janae and Future. And that's, you know, I uh, had a good relationship with them. And that's how I got to shoot this year as well. So I think that's just really cool that that one thing of me just 
posting a TBT, buy your tickets. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how I got to where I am now. That's how I got the confidence to to do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Ooh, that's dope. Now we got a couple more yeah. questions. Yeah, I got dope moments already. Like early in your career, you already got dope moments. Right. <laughs> so Just the beginning. My question is: It's it's 2017. By 2020, you know, if we type in your name, what comes up? I mean, <laughs> It's 2020, by 2020, bro, like, I want to be an influencer. Like, I want to still be a photographer, but I want to be somebody of influence. Like, I don't want to just be out here taking pictures for the rest of my life. I mean, because I love, photography is my passion, but I want to find a way to make an impact for people that don't have. And it's like, any way that I can, like, better help the community or, like, any way I can change somebody else's life. Like, if I can help, I want to help. Yeah. In 2020, I would like to see something that says consultant quit her job and is now a full time photographer. (laughs) Um, Just because, you know, with the whole I bought a house this year, so I can't (laughs) I can't just. (laughs) <laughs> well, how do you just like drop these things off? Nah, she went viral on my timeline for like a week, bro. I was like, yo, China bought a house and she didn't invite anybody for the housewarming? Like, I didn't have it yet. <laughs> I'm uh, having it in August. You got an invite. I didn't have it yet. That's a bet. I'm telling you. You got an invite. I just ain't send it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, when, when people ask me, like, when you gonna quit your job, it's like, I got a mortgage right now, so I need to save up a little bit, you know. Unless somebody try finance me two thousand two hundred. When you gonna quit your job? When you gonna pay my bills? <laughs> so, I mean, I I know like that's I, that's something that always sticks in my head, but I I really do want to be able to build up the confidence to you know do this full time and enjoy it. I don't want I don't want to have a job that. Like it's it's my passion for a while, and then I grow to hate it because I end up doing something in the photography realm that I don't want to do. Um, but that's one thing, and then just kind of what Sean said about giving back. I really want to go back to my high school because even though I I didn't um, do any like digital photography or anything like that, I feel like that's where I learned my first little bits of anything having to do with Photoshop or editing or anything like that. And I just kind of, I want, I want to show people that, you know, following, it sounds, it always sounds so cliche, but like, you know, following your dreams and working hard and having that motivation is something that really can take you places. I I always say I want to put Brian's Road on the map. Because I swear that's my hometown. I'm I live in Fort Washington now, but I'm from oh, Ryan's Road. Okay, I know somebody that lived down there. They were like firefighters down there. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's, yeah. It's a, Tierra. I don't know if y'all know. Well, you didn't go to Lackey, here. did you? I did go to Lackey. Yes, I did. <laughs> Come on, I went man. to Lackey High School. I Henry E. Lackey done. High School. <laughs> I'm done. I probably know who you're talking about, honestly. I mean, Brian's Road is really not large. 
It is. <laughs> I be I've been there. Like it's yeah. not no. <laughs> if y'all if y'all know T Brown Media, Tierra, she's from Brian's Road too. We lived up the street from each other all our lives pretty much. Um but yeah, so I just I I want I want people to see that, you know, I still I still want to like, you know, get this confidence up in myself now, but I want people to find a way to be inspired by me. If if I could see any group of people inspired by me and seeing something that in me that sparks something in them, that's that's something that would pr- be pretty unbelievable to me honestly Mm. and then this is like not that photography well it's not photography related but it's related to like the community i have a a big i really enjoy um encouraging like kids to do stem um steam now that it's like including art as well um so i feel like yeah i've I've done a couple of uh camps i just kind of have I've taught third grades and like fifth grades and I really enjoyed you know having that impact on them and showing them different things that they might not have known about before and I just remember this one time um a couple years ago I was teaching them about what a pivot was I think we were making like a catapult or something and they didn't understand it so I was like you know how when you have basketball you got a pivot mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. like seeing that spark in them and then just like oh like that and I'm like yeah so just different kind of things like that just being able to make an impact on somebody's life and um just being able to influence people like even right now my little sister she's she's 16 but like my picture two of the pictures that I've taken are her lock screen and her home screen so even though she don't have to say it it's just little stuff like that like oh you really think this? Like I, I appreciate that. Oh, that's a nice <laughs> little touch at the moment. <laughs> All right, okay. I'm trying to think. Um, got the 2020 question. That was a good question. I never even thought about that. That's a good I question. That's why I make these up. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> I make them up. Um, what quotes do you live by and why may I repeat that what quotes do you live by and why it's really funny that you mentioned that because I just posted the quote that I live by today on on my Instagram if it's a Jake Um, Polaric I'm walking away right now I mean, if you want me to cite a J. Cole lyric, I can because there is one that impacts me too. Well, I'll just say that one first. Just the the first line of the autograph. Um, they say anything's possible. You got a dream like you've never seen obstacles. Like, dang, even saying that makes me like, if I feel that. Like, you have to. You just have to keep going. Keep working. If you have something that you want to accomplish, you just need to do it. Um, that's one, but that's not the one I was talking about. The one I'm talking about is by, um, his Instagram, yeah, his Instagram is Dayism. Um, I feel like people may have seen him before, but he's a writer. Um, he does poetry and there was this one quote. I see you just liked it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's so creepy, yo. I'm not. I mean, she said she posted it, so it's not like I don't follow her already. He's like, hey, like, like, she's like, I just see you just like that. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, take that, take that. <laughs> the quote is, "I refuse to feed into the thoughts of me being insufficient when there is so much dwelling inside my soul that I have yet to tap into." And I think I I came across this quote maybe like three or four years ago when I was first like even picking up a camera at all. And just that and all the like different things I may have gone through in my life. It's just that's something that I always keep in mind when any like self-doubt creeps up or any like, you know, struggles with confidence. It's like you can't you can't sit here and think you're insufficient when you know, this is just the beginning. This is just, look at what you've accomplished so far. Looking back and seeing what I've accomplished so far and the people I've impacted. And when people uh, call me an inspiration, um, yeah, I'm about to cry. <laughs> um, is, this a, is this a thousand jumpers first? That would be a first if someone cried. I thought that was going to be the first to cry. What? But, um... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm a G, but, um, G's cry too, regardless, but, um, just, <laughs> contradict herself in the next sentence, I'm a G, well, G's cry um, too, wait, what? Just, just hearing that is just something that always strikes a chord with me, because, you know, I'm, I'm my worst critic, I always have been, and seeing, like, there's so much that you haven't done so much that you haven't tapped into so much that you could do is just something that it like puts my mind at ease. And I'm like, you're right. Keep going, China. (laughs) So yes, that's, that's like my favorite quote ever. That's so funny that you said this. Good job, Jarrell. I appreciate that, China. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Now, Sean, I know you got to come with one. Uh, so a quote that I live by is by, uh, he's by, his name is Charles Bukowski. And the quote says, we are here to laugh at the odds and live our lives so well that death will tremble to take us. Mm. Ooh, yes. I got a snap on that one. Another body. He just killed another one. Chill. (laughs) Goat level. That death will tremble to take us. That is Ooh, hard. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Laugh at the odds. Ooh. Yeah, it's my favorite quote because, like, Bukowski is, like, badass, for real. Like, Bukowski is is a guy, basically, he's an author. It's like, if you was to tell him that, he's, that he has cancer, he'll say, fuck it, and he'll, like, smoke a cigarette. He'll be like, yeah, we all got cancer. <laughs> he's, like, a real, he's, he's a realistic person. Like, you know, a lot of people... They look at odds and they're like, oh, it's like, what am I supposed to do? And it's like, you can't do nothing. Like, this thing's out of control. Like, uh, my mother first passed. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of people were, like, running around, like, all crazy. And it's like a lot of people were confused. And it's like, the only thing you can do is deal with it. And the only thing we can really do is, like, prepare ourselves, like, mentally for when she does leave. Because my mother was in a coma for six months. And she's, like, in a vegetative state. So it's like when she went in that Christmas of 2012, it's like she was already kind of gone to me because I was like, yeah, she might not even like they said the odds of her making it out was like 90 percent that like mm-hmm. she won't make it out. So it's like I, I got to learn how to live without her. Like I got to keep faith that she may be able to come back. But if they're saying 90 percent, 
I don't know. She might not make it out of this. And I can't just waste time crying because that's not going to get me anywhere. You know, it's not going to get me anywhere grieving. Like, mm. I got to be able to turn this, like, this energy into something, like, positive. Like, I got to be able to find a way mm-hmm. to use this, like, this harnessed energy instead of it just building up and just, like, pouring over and then getting waste, wasted into me, like, sobbing. You know, like, because after my mother had went into that whole, like, after she went into, like, a coma, it's like, after that, because I was getting, I was getting 3.0s then, but I got my first 4.0 the, the semester, no, not the semester, the, um, the quarter after she, she went to the hospital. Because, like, I got to school, and it was just like, we heard about your mother, and I was trying to figure out how they found out, because I didn't want anybody to know, because I didn't want anybody treating me different. I wanted everybody to put more pressure on me. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to put more pressure on me because, like, if they let up on me, then I'll be a little bit weaker. You know, like, I don't like for people to go go easy on me. That's why, like, every time I go to an event, I carry all my equipment. I carry all three of my cameras. I carry all my lenses because it's like you got to learn how to to carry your own weight. And it's like being realistic, like, you being realistic and you looking at the odds. Like, if I drop a camera, like, when I went to Miami... I dropped my 2470 on the ground and it broke on me. Oh, no. Like, yeah, instead of me crying about it, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a hustler and I got to be able to make this money back. You know? I got to be able to find a way. Like, like, I had to make some calls. Like, yo, I'm trying to shoot. Like, I take whatever. It's like, you got to learn how to be realistic. You know, I had some people help me out get it and I paid them back. Mm. But it's like, you just got to be able, you know, life is just like one big ass. And that's like, it's either you're doing it the right way or the wrong way. And I'm doing it the wrong way because I, I didn't already dropped out. You know what I'm saying? I already didn't have like my mother to come like there to like help raise me after the 10th grade. Like I'm already out here doing what I can do. So fuck it. Like I'm going to just do it full steam. Like I'm going to just try my best to be the best that I can be. You know, that's how you got to kind of look at it. You just got to be realistic. Because like a lot of people, they like the sugarcoat shit. And it's like me, I'm just trying to turn shit into sugar. It's like, that's why 50 mm-hmm. is like one of my biggest, like 50 is like one of my biggest inspirations because it's like 50 made a book with uh, with Robert Greene. He made a book with Robert Greene. Robert Greene as well is one of my biggest inspirations as well because like the 48 Laws of Power and the 50th Law was the two first books that I've ever read. And I read them after my uncle had passed. And I read them, I, I read them like two years after he passed. And when my mother went to cardiac arrest because I had to leave because I got kicked out of my house. And it's like, my father was like, look, you only get a handful of things. And my uncle had my room at the time, like, before he passed. And, like, I moved back upstairs in my room. And those two books was just sitting on that dresser that he left. And they was just collecting dust. And I said, you know what? It's something about these books. So I grabbed them two books and I grabbed, like, some sneakers and ended up reading the books. And I was just like, wow, this shit really makes sense. Because it's teaching me, it's teaching me that life is not peaches and cream, like, there's no blueprint for it. Like, there ain't no school for this shit. You just kind of go along the way and you pick up. You pick up with, you know what I'm saying, where you lack. And it's like your greatest strength got to be picking up your weakness. Because if not, like, I look at myself and I, you got to be able to self-evaluate yourself. Like, you got to be honest mm-hmm. with yourself. Just, just things like that, like, just being realistic and just being stoic. Kind of like Seneca. Seneca committed suicide in front of his whole family. And it's like, he was like, look, don't cry over my death. The whole of life, like, causes for tears. Like, look at what you got to go through on a daily basis and cry about that. Don't cry about somebody dying because it's, it has to happen. Like, nobody's not going to be here forever, you know? 
So yeah, that's just kind of my take on on that quote, and that's why like I really like live by it, kind of. Mm. And and lastly for both, um, because a lot of people are going to hear this. I feel with everything that has been mentioned, y'all mentioned highs and lows, a lot of good. For someone who is wanting to become a photographer and wants to try it out, what would be your advice to them? They can go to whoever wants to, wants to go first. Yeah, whoever wants to go first. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Y'all like, all right, what do say. I want to give away? And what do no. I want to <laughs> Um, I say at, at first, I think <clears throat> just because I realized that I, I guess, had a, a pretty decent eye for photography with um, with just my phone. I feel like one thing I would tell them is it's not always only about the equipment that you have or the lenses. It, it, it's not about the best camera because if you could just put, if you pushing a button, anybody could just push a button, but to be able to truly capture a moment takes a skill that I guess is innate, but can be learned. Um, so I would definitely say that, you know, don't, don't be like, I, I've heard people that say like, Oh, I just have a Nikon D 3300 or something like, I, I remember I've had people say that and I'm like, that's a great camera and that can take you a lot of different places. So I know one, that's one thing I would say is that, you know, just just focus on, <clears throat> excuse me, exactly what you want to capture and realize that equipment doesn't make the picture. It's really what you as a photographer can capture. Um, I would also say even in those times of self-doubt, just look back at what you either make a list or a board or a... Um, can't remember what the, the name of the board is called but um a vision board that's what it is a vision board of all the things you want to accomplish because different kinds of things like that are um can be your motivators um I know I put it on Twitter a while ago or a couple of days ago but I have an album in my phone called motivation um and it's just a bunch of screenshots like a hundred plus screenshots of just things people have either said to me or things that where I failed, where somebody, you know, denied me a press pass or denied me this or said something wrong or times when people have said I was an inspiration and that they they see what I'm doing and that they want me to keep working. Um, and it's just I feel like things like that are are really helpful in your journey, because when you take the time to either look at like a vision board or a list of all the things you want to accomplish and see the things that you either have accomplished or when you check off something, you know, maybe like shoot one concert. It don't have to be like the best artist in the world or take my first photo shoot, shoot the first time in a studio, something like that. I feel like when you look back at those things, it's just really like, dang, I really did that. Um, and I would also say, it's it's really good to have a support system. Um, just either whether it be your friends or other photographers. I know uh, I'm a part of Street Meet DC, uh, which is just a collective of photographers that 
go around every month um, and just shoot street photography around the city. And I feel like just talking to them and pushing ideas off of them and, um, you know, just being inspired by the people around me is something that kind of made me want to do better. So I would definitely say, you know, getting that inspiration or finding people to talk to about, you know, just about photography, um, looking for advice and all that different kind of stuff is also a really good thing. Having a good, a good circle pretty much, um, is a really good thing to have. And I'll probably show them that quote too, just because that I feel like that could speak to people. All right. Oh, also, before Sean, you, you mentioned your advice, China, this episode better be in that uh, screenshots for motivationals in your phone. I'm just saying. Uh, absolutely. It's already there. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just saying. Like, I set that out there. Any, anything that happens to me, any anything someone says or any all of it goes in my phone and it's in an album called Motivation. And I look back at it and I'm like, dang, like I have a, a screenshot of two of my friends from back in the day. And I don't even think I had a camera. And they were like, yo, China's just like a, a photography successor or something. And I'm like, what did I even do? And they were talking about like me just shooting with my iPhone. And... <clears throat> And I just couldn't believe that. And that's from, like, I'm looking at it now. It's from June 6, 2014. Like, I, I still have that stuff in my phone because that matters to me. Like, just seeing the journey is something that really is impactful to me and I feel like would be impactful to other people. All right, Sean, take us on home, man. I would say, man, just do it. For real, just do it. A lot of people are hesitant. A lot of people, they don't, they want to start out just like excellent. It's like when you build a house, you don't start with the roof, you know? You start with the foundation. And whether the foundation be your family or whether it be like just yourself, because a lot of people don't have family out here to support them as for being like an artist. Like just start, just start as soon as you can. Because the more you wait, the more delayed you're going to be like, that's like, me going to college, I went to college for a year. I wasted a whole year, damn it. I met a few good people. Like I, I'm glad that I kind of went because I met, I met like EBM there. But it's like other than that, like I met some other good people. It's like I could have done. Like I'm, I'm glad that I met them, and I feel as though that even if had I not went, those important people that I met, I feel as though I would have ran into them regardless because that's kind of how the universe like works. And it's like, mm-hmm. you'll never know. Like, you'll never know what doesn't happen. So whatever you do, just, like, just do it. It takes too long to try. It takes too long to fail. And it's like, even if you fail, keep pushing because you don't really fail until you quit. It's like, once you quit, it's like you can't do it no more. And it's like, if you ever say, you know, if you ever say, oh, I used to have it, then you never had it before, you know? You never had it before. And it's like... For you to give up on aspirations because because of something happening or like something something small happening and you want to give up on it, it's like it's piss poor. Like you got people that support you, you got people that believe in you, you got people that want to see you better. Like do you see you want like want to see you do better? It's like you got to really evaluate yourself. Like do I really want to give up all of this that I have? Like all these people that all these people that are are backing me, and it's like. 
Rome, Rome wasn't built in a day, yo. Like, it takes time. Like, it, like people think that what I have happened over me just meeting a few people in the last two years. I've been doing this stuff for a long time. And it's like, I'm just starting to get, like, I'm just starting to get noticed. Like, I went to my first art show back in, like, probably 2013. And I had to pay to get in. I was already doing photography. And I went in. I was just like, damn, son. Like, my work can be in here. But it's like, wasn't nobody feeling me back then. But it's like, I just kept working. And it's like, there's no excuse. Like, the people, people will see you. People will see you, like, as long as you keep working. Like, if you don't yep. think they see you, they, they see you. Like, everybody sees you. Like, I've met people that don't even follow me. Like, yo, you're doing good. And I'm like, damn, how you know? They're like, don't worry about it. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> you know? And those are the people you got to keep around. Like, those people that you see getting so often. And they tell you that you're making progress. And it's like, and another thing is, like, another big thing is to don't pay attention to those, like, to those compliments as well. Because they, they get counterproductive after a while. Like, sometimes you got to isolate yourself. That's why I had to move back out of Clinton because I used to live in D.C. And it's like the lifestyle there is too crazy. Not crazy, but it's too fast. And it's like a lot going on. It's like a lot of people tell me that I'm doing good and I'll start slacking. So it's good. It's good to be it's good to isolate yourself so you can focus on your craft and you won't be distracted from people giving you compliments because it's like... If you the best, if you the best ever in the game, it's like you don't want to keep hearing it. Like you wanna, you wanna be able to push forward because once you hear that, that's when you light up. And it's like ain't no point for letting up. Like there's always, there's always somebody in second place that wanna go, that's coming for your head. Like that's gunning for your head, yo. Like everybody always wanna kill the, the quickest gun in the West. And it's like you gotta look mm. kind of like somebody always wanting to take your position. As soon as you let up. They're going, they're going to jump right in there. They're going to push you right out the way. That's real. That's and one time. more thing. Don't don't compare yourself to the next photographer around you. That I feel right. like that was something that I struggled with in the beginning and that I still, at times, you know, might struggle with. But I feel like that is one of the... Comparing yourself to the other people around you is something... That's that's just so detrimental to me. Like you can you can look at their pictures and say their pictures are nice. I wish their pictures or I wish I want my pictures to look like that. But when you get to the point where it's like I'm trying to be like them, you you lose track of who you are and what you're trying to do for yourself. And comparing yourself is just is just not good. So just focus on you. Do you keep working? And yeah. <laughs> Well, just keep working. I guess before we always leave our, our podcast, we always do shout outs. So y'all can shout out any and everybody, and then we're gonna wrap this thing up. So whoever want go first, don't really matter. We'll wrap it up then. <laughs> <laughs> this same Migos, the same everyday struggle, bro. Um, if I want to shout out somebody, I shout out to my family. Uh, my mother, my sisters, my cousin, my aunt. Um, shout out to my boyfriend, Reggie, who is one of like my biggest uh, support systems and like believes in me, even when I don't believe in myself. Um, shout out to Nikki at Hey She Draws. Shout out to my fake manager slash friend, Crystal. Um, 
cool on blast. Like, you ain't no. really real, but you know, like you, you my homie, but you ain't got a job. <laughs> no, she has. She gives me great advice. She's she's a great advice giver when it comes to all this stuff. Um, shout out to all the street me DC. Shout out to all the photographers in the DMV that are killing it. Shout out to everybody. Mm. All right, Sean. Yeah, I'm gonna just not like simple because I got a lot of people that I can shout out. But I just want to say thank you to like everybody that's been supporting me, and thank you to everybody that like me because I see that too, and it's like it motivates me just so I can like shit on them. But I just want to see the growth. Like they'll support me somewhere for us down the line, but if they don't, you know. But I just want to say thank you, like, like whether you were there day one or whether you were there day whether you got me yesterday, like yesterday, it doesn't like it doesn't matter to me. But I just want to say thank you for like being there for like adding people under my pictures, just like you know reaching out to people, like people plugging me. Like I just want to say thank y'all because it wasn't if it wasn't for y'all, then I would not be here. Like, I would not be on this phone because if it wasn't for Wilson, I wouldn't be no. I wouldn't know Jarrell. If it wasn't for Jarrell, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Uh, what's your name again, my man? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey. Bobby George. That's <laughs> real though. We definitely keeping that part in there. We definitely you keeping that. <laughs> Ken Griffey. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's real. Yeah, man. That's man, real. And thank you to the whole earth, man, because it feel like it feel like at times that like I just I just got like everybody like backing me in the area, man. Like I really feel it. Like I feel the love. I feel like the energy, and it's like it manifests through me. Like every time I'm at a shoot, I'm just like, man, I got I got to keep these people like hopes up, man. I just gotta I gotta be able to you know bring something back, like just to show them that they support is not getting wasted, like. That is getting put to use, you know. Sean, you got the love of the people, and I love that about you. You're so humble, and thank you. <laughs> and that's something I always appreciated about you. Thank you, man. Likewise, trying to like, I just love that I see you everywhere. Like everywhere, we 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 always link up. <laughs> it's crazy. We see each other for a while, and it's like. Before before I saw you the last time I saw you, I took I, I, I borrowed your charger for like a whole year. Yep. <laughs> I borrowed your charger for a whole year. I said, you know what? I'm gonna keep this charger in my camera bag. I'm gonna meet up with China sometime soon. Sometimes soon it just turned out to be a year later. But you know what? I still got it to you. But he gave me my charger. I was like, you said When she borrows her own charger you. back. <laughs> He said, yeah, I she got, got some for you. She got my batteries now. I do. They sitting right here. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> She's like, 2018, Sean will get the batteries back. <laughs> like, you thought. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious, yo. <laughs> all right, Bobby. You want to do any shout outs? Man, first of all, I want to shout out our guests, man. Not just because the cliche guest shout out, because I don't even shout out all my guests. He don't. I don't be caring. <laughs> he don't. <laughs> I'm just like, right, we keeping it real here. But no, because like I like to learn about things, you know. If you know that knows that, I like to know a little bit about everything, man. You guys definitely have brought a new insight and appreciation for the craft that you guys have. 
Oh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm telling you, this is this is really dope. Um, I like to. I want to shout out, obviously, Thousand Jumpers, since we still Hold here. On that's how you Back. know it's real. I'm gonna edit this where it's all gonna sound dope. So don't don't worry about it. Keep going, Rob. Um shout out to shout out to us. Shout out to Fat Joe's verse on Go Crazy. Don't don't play with me. Stop, <laughs> stop playing with me. Stop. Yo, she be hating on you, Joey Crack. We here. Joey Crack I love. BX or BX. No, that's all the wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> That verse is not needed in the Go Crazy remix. She be hating. She be hating. Get the six-minute remix. Yes. (laughs) Not the six-minute remix. Get the four-minute remix with Jay-Z only and Young Jeezy. Oh, man. (laughs) Shout out to... (laughs) I'm so mad you run that. I'd be knowing. I'd be knowing. (laughs) Um... Shout out to everybody living their dreams, you know, pursuing what they want to do, man. Dream That's what it's all about. Get it? I, I didn't say that, guys. <laughs> I, I don't. You guys ain't cut the check for the sponsorship. You get no promo here. <laughs> That's from Rob. That's not from me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just, just get kids. Follow your dreams. Don't sign the dream, Phil. What? <laughs> all love, unless they cut the check. <laughs> Yo, if Cole ever hears this podcast, I'm gonna be mad. Exactly. He'd be like, "I was gonna BTV, sign you guys," but then Rob was like, "Don't sign the Dreamville." Hey, yo, what if J Cole actually listens to this podcast though? He hears that. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I would be so mad. I'm here. Remember me? Uh, then you see, it's a segue because then we break them on and we talk about our quote unquote differences. I'm setting the groundwork, guys. Rob going to troll and be like, your rap's boring. And then it's going to be, I'm going to be mad. Like, I'm, Look at the plan. I'm going to have the Mr. Krabs facing the meme just sitting there like, uh. <laughs> and that's going to be into that. DJ Academics. Yo, chill, oh dog. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, let me see. Shout out. First and foremost, man, if you made it this far in the podcast, we appreciate it. I know I do. Hopefully, you know, China and Sean does and Rob occasionally. Um, shout out all the DVDs. Absolutely. This one, yeah, because you need to get to the end, guys. Other ones, you can just skip it. What? Are you trying to get it's these a, views up? It's a play anyway, guys. <laughs> we got to get our numbers back. So subscribe to iTunes, SoundCloud, you know, review, spread the wave. All the ladies who listen to this, tell your fine friend to listen to this and do the same thing, fellas. Ride to us, debate us in the car, all that good stuff. Just setting up love connections. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> chill. All right. Um, big shout out to all the DMV photographers I know. China, Sean, my man Trav. You know, shout out my model sports. Um, man. My man Torre. That's my dog. Yeah. Um, who else I know that's doing the photography? I feel like I know more people, and I'm gonna figure out the person who, once this ends, I'm gonna be mad. It's always one. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the whole DMV scene. <laughs> Much love, because, you know, we the best, point blank, period. Um, Always. It's just just good vibes. This is a really, a really good count. conversation. I do count. Look, we're not doing this today. We're not doing this today. Yo, um, other than that, man, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure. Yo, I will say this. I'm going to extend the invitation. I don't know what my boys and I are doing for... Uh, for homecoming for G Hell, y'all need to definitely come down. If y'all do, I pay y'all 
for the party we may throw. And if we throw it, it's going to be iconic. And I know it would only be right if y'all blessed us with your your visual expertise. So that's just like a a shot in the dark. October 7th specifically. I'm just letting y'all know. Like I'm going to have to check on uh, Bowie State's homecoming because, you know, that's the home team. But I mean... That's the home team, but I'm like, you know, why start with the home team? We can go with the winning team. But um, I have to check about my HBCU's homecoming because my HBCU matters. It does matter. Just not the week of October 7th. Oh, God. Think about it, China. We're starting homecoming season so you could participate in yours and won't feel obligated to choose which one. Exactly. Okay. We're the first We're week of October. I know the date. That's all I was saying. I need to figure out the date. If y'all are starting it, then I got you. I've wanted to go to Jiho for a while, so. Yeah, so we'll. Uh, that's a shot in the dark. As time you know progresses, we'll update this. But definitely, I think that's it with the shout outs. This better get like a billion plays, dog. This oh, I have one more thing. I'm sorry. Go for it. Um, I am going to be showcasing some of my photos at my first art show. Thursday, August 3rd. Um, it's called Pancakes and Booze. Uh, if you Google it, you could probably find the tickets, but I'll probably post it on uh, Twitter and my Instagram. Yeah, I mean, so send us the link. We'll put it in the description. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> He'll put it in the description. I'll just act like I did. <laughs> as long as the people You're know. You're the worst. <laughs> I'm glad y'all realized how much of a, a head case Rob can be. You know, once he mentioned the Go Crazy remix and it's hating on the fact that I went to Lackey, um, I understand. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, there you have it, not, folks. Not Lackey. <laughs> Until the next time, thank you guys for listening. Peace. Peace. Hey, everybody. This is China, Made in China. Made the letter in China on Twitter and Instagram. And you are listening to 1000 Jumpers. I would like to get to know if I could be the kind of girl that you could be down for. Cause when I look at you, I feel something tell me that you're the kind of guy that I should make a move on.
Use a shoulder to cry on If that's a fact Then I'll be more than you ever could dream of If all you need